0: Documenting over creating, Mm -hmm. right? People think I should pay a big film crew to come in and shoot this big video. You pay twenty thousand dollars for it, and then it just dies. Like they put it on Facebook, it's there for about a week, get some traction, and then it's gone. Three,
1: two, one, zero, liftoff. We have a liftoff.
0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue podcast. My name is Brian Fitton. This is the podcast dedicated to doing marketing differently, giving value, serving first, making sure your audience is taken care of before you ask for a sale, right, Lauren?
1: That's right, Ryan.
0: <laughs> we are in the studio today, and uh, its it has been kind of crazy. We've been batch rec- batch recording some things, which we actually tell our clients to do. We're mm-hmm. like, you should totally do multiple pieces of content. And so um, we're doing that today.
1: Practicing what we preach.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. So that's a little behind the scenes and a little uh, tip of advice for you guys. If you're creating content, batch. It's yes. all about that. But anyway, make sure that you have plenty of coffee on hand because, yeah, you can get a little loopy. But I'm. Actually, today's episode I'm super, super excited about because it is basically what our business is as a whole, like to the core of what it is, um, and really what I, I basically said we should we should figure this out. We should figure out how to do this and do it well. And so um, we're going to be talking about really how much content should you post, Lauren? Yeah. I'm just going to ask, we'll just ask that question right out of the, how much content should you post?
1: How much content should I post?
0: Yeah. How much? It's like one piece of content to as
1: much as you can.
0: Oh, there it is. She knew that ahead of time. It's all right. So we're going to be going through the actual content structure, though, of exactly what it looks like and how to really produce good quality content from one piece of pillar content. Yes, and uh,
1: that is the key: the quality content.
0: Quality, 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 quality. You should post so, as much
1: quality content as you can.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And that obviously benefits your audience, your customer, your potential customer. Uh, you want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward, but making sure to speak to them on the platform, platforms where they live, which is really cool. So Absolutely. But as always, before we jump into that, we already kind of did a little bit, but before we dive into it even more, we always like to have a little fun. So Lauren, kick us off.
1: All right. We always start our podcast with what are you obsessed with this week? Brian, what are you obsessed with?
0: Peter McKinnon.
1: All right. Anyway.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So Peter McKinnon's a, a YouTuber, filmmaker, photographer, um, just seems like an all around like good guy, but I've learned so much from him. And I'm not a an Adobe premiere user mm-hmm. specifically. I've used it for different projects. He mainly teaches on Adobe, the the full Adobe Suite, but um, he is uh, you know, he's just kind of an inspiring dude. Like he's just a family guy, but yet has fun. And and enjoys like just life, it seems like. And he's building really a really cool empire around his brand. Mm -hmm. So if you want to really see somebody who's built a company, but also a brand, um, definitely look at Peter McKinnon on YouTube. Um, And if you're a filmmaker, I mean, that dude, he sells his different LUTs and different presets and different things like that, that you can purchase. Um, But in general, like he's always investing in the community around photographers, filmmakers, uh, creators in general. So
1: he's got really cool backpacks, right?
0: He's got cool backpacks. Actually, Lane, (laughs) our producer over here, you guys can't see him, but making all the magic behind the scenes happen. But yeah, we were talking about he launched his own backpack from Nomad Goods. I believe they kicked it off from Nomad. Like, they're the ones kind of making it. But um, yeah, Lane was telling me 400 bucks. Dang.
1: It's an impressive backpack. So expensive.
0: But- I mean, very detailed of exactly Mm -hmm. what you have in it, what you get out of it. Um, Just even watching the video, I mean, I want one. I love Peak Design. That's a big shout-out to Peak Design for all that. I have multiple Peak Design bags for Mm -hmm. a photographer. But anyway, yeah, I might be making a switch if I can save up enough money. There
1: you go. Start saving your penny. (laughs)
0: For real. Okay, I'm (laughs) sorry. That was a really long rant. I'm obsessed with Peter McKinnon this week. Yeah,
1: you guys should check him out. What about you? All right, mine's not as, like, inspirational, Um, but I – recently when I'm cooking or when I'm creating content or doing admin work. um, I like to have some music in the background, but it can't be like crazy. Uh, It has to be that right level, but it's not like you're (laughs) putting you to sleep. So um, and it came up on my feed and I was like, okay. And I actually listened to the new Lindsey Sterling album.
0: I have no idea who that is.
1: For reals. All right, Lane doesn't either. Yeah, she's a violinist. I guarantee you've heard some of her songs. Oh, probably yeah. Um, they're generally mostly instrumental, but she's paired with some um, singers and everything, and done some work there. But it's like kind of got a little tiny bit of dubstep in it too, and so she's—it's nice. really interesting. Um, but it's actually—it's kind of energizing while you're listening to it, but it's also enough that I can get things done and concentrate. So it's okay. like the perfect yeah mode. Yeah. So it's been really good. I, nice should totally check out her new album.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, usually the only violinist I listen to is Toby Chibucci. Who's the Branson guy? Sorry, I was trying to pull that out of my hat. (laughs) (sighs) Who is that? You know, in Branson, there's like, there's a, a, um, an,
1: I'm not an old man in It's
0: <laughs> There's a violinist up there that's very popular. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't go to the and shows really, in Yeah, Mason. I don't either. I, oh. that, I was just I've only seen the billboard, so I was trying to pull something out. Oh, that's but, so funny. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So we need a transition yeah, fast. fast. <laughs> into our uh, topic today, Uh, basically really like how much content should be, should you be posting? And the answer is as much as you can do, right? Uh, Because if you have a a message, a voice uh, um, to get out there to basically help benefit an audience or a customer or something, customer base or something like that, you should. You should completely be out there making sure that you are uh, connecting with them, serving serving them in a good way to where you're solving problems for them, right? Educating them on whatever it is that, that they have questions to. And so anyway, we have taken, really taken the Gary V, if you don't know Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, make sure to check him out. His content production model, and he goes just crazy. I think he he has 30 different people now that are helping produce his content, which is insane, or maybe even more than that now. Um, But basically, to be able to to take one piece of pillar content and then distribute it across multiple platforms formatted correctly and engaging with that audience. So knowing exactly on that platform, um, how they're going to respond to that content, because obviously Snapchat is different than Instagram is different than Facebook is different than Twitter is different than medium is different than Instagram TV even. Right. And so there's a whole different level of making sure that when you are repurposing your content, making sure it hits all of those platforms exactly how it should. So um, we're going to kind of walk through some of Gary. We'll, we'll actually put this in the show notes too, but uh, Gary V's complete content guide. Um, but we're going to kind of do a high level uh, view of it. Uh, and we walk through this a lot of times with our clients as well to really make sure that that, that piece of pillar content that they're using is, uh, is formatted correctly. So we're going to go through the content pyramid, so basically, Gary Vee talks about, too, about documenting over creating, mm-hmm. right? People think I should pay a big film crew to come in and shoot this big video. and pay $20,000 for it, and then it just dies. Like, they put it on Facebook... It's there for about a week, get some traction, and then it's gone. So documenting your pillar piece of content, right? And then you're going to repurpose that into micro content, which is really cool uh, because then you're basically taking not just a full-length video, right? Even this. So if you guys see this, we're going to take a full-length video. We'll publish this out there. But then we're going to take it and chop it up and put it into micro pieces of content that are more like snackable, shareable size pieces of content uh, for our audience, for you guys. And so um, and then you're going to distribute that across all social channels. So specifically Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, Twitter, Instagram. I already said Instagram. It's okay. um, yeah. And so moving into even some more platforms of trying to figure out what works um, well on those platforms. And so one thing kind of we we'll walk through here is so documenting and then you create distribute it. But then the big piece that a lot of companies don't do, and I will even say we don't do this very, very well, um, is listening to your audience after that. Mm-hmm. What is exactly what's hitting the pain points for them? What is it that they're coming back to that they're engaging with us? This, this that you're seeing like people are sharing this? Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're running different ads, you know, where are people falling off during your video ad? Um, really finding what people are watching completely all the way through. And, uh, I mean, there's lots of ways to, to collect this data, right. And, uh, but really going back and seeing exactly what it is that's registering and then doubling down on that, Mm -hmm. right. It's, it's what you're good at. It's what people want to hear, doubling down on that, taking in and diving into more of those topics and then creating newer content on top of that and distributing that out. Does that make sense?
1: It makes a lot of sense. That's That's a lot. lot. That's a lot. (laughs) So I think with, to really implement this model, it's being thoughtful um, Mm -hmm. about your content, which you're like, well, of course I think about my content, but are you being thoughtful and strategic behind it? Um, Because like Brian said, there's a lot of companies out there that will create a ton of content for you, but it's not necessarily quality content. It's not necessarily you or authentic or anything like that. Um, When you can create authentic content that's behind the scenes, that's the day in the life of the office, or whatever you're doing, um, it registers with your audience so much more. And then if you're being thoughtful about building in time to reflect on your content, to look at what's working, saying this is boring content, nobody likes it, well then stop doing it. Yes, Don't keep posting the same piece over and over. And if people have questions and comments, are you responding to them? Yeah. is another yeah. one.
0: It's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Always pay attention to your comment section um, and be quick to reply as well. If they do, especially if they have a question, mm-hmm. right, make sure you are responding to that. Um, and I think that's a big piece of it. it. Really, if it's not, if people are not engaging with it, stop posting that because it's going to hurt the algorithm, mm-hmm. right? It's going to hurt your exposure to that audience because Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, they're going to see and they're actually say, oh people don't like this, this company, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to stop trying to push you to the front, but figuring out what it is that people are engaging with, uh, and then doubling down on that, I think is great. So let's talk about establishing pillar content first, right? So Gary V he's obviously in a world of his own, right? Keynotes. Um, he goes on talk shows, different things like that. Um, a lot of speaking engagements. And so they take a lot of that pillar piece of content and break it down. Right. So what do we suggest usually for our clients who are small business trying to educate, Where's the route that we usually take them?
1: So we have two routes that we usually suggest to our clients. Um, One that's really easy to get set up on is doing a Facebook Live. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really easy. It's housed there. Um, But you can take that and distribute that to so many channels. You can break down those into what we were calling micro content or we call them snackable bites or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. Um, But these are just clips from that long form content. Another one that we're really excited about is doing a podcast. Yes. Um, We believe that all businesses can benefit from doing a podcast You'll be so surprised what you can talk about um, on those podcasts. And so from the audio, we can create so much more content off of that as well. Yeah. Um, and if you video your podcast Please. as well, Please. you have so much more content. And so these are the two um, branches that we basically go is either a Facebook Live or a podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so we're going to be getting into uh, LinkedIn Live as well. And so that's something that is coming. And so we're very excited especially in a B2B space, of mm-hmm. uh, being able to provide value for your audience. So if you're a company that is just B2B focused, um, LinkedIn Live is going to be another place that you can create pillar content and then chop up and redistribute uh, on the back end for even a podcast or whatever it is. So I think Facebook has kind of been the main go-to for mm-hmm. a long time, but I think it's definitely going to be one of those that – it's going to be shifting sure. to LinkedIn. So absolutely. Um, all right. So creating that micro piece of content repurposing. So we are all about repurposing here, yep. right? Um, so many different tools and you can kind of look at previous previous uh, episodes and blog posts about the different tools that we suggest on how to create that content Mm making it easy for you um but making sure that you are formatting it correctly for facebook instagram twitter linkedin all of those sometimes they're somewhat the same right Mm -hmm. so like with linkedin and facebook you could basically promote the same thing because um, it's your 16 by 9, it's your your widescreen sure. uh, shot. But specifically for like Instagram, if you're scrolling through the feed, you want to take up the most amount of landscape as possible. So a 4x5 photo in that or a 4x5 video, you're going to basically, as they're scrolling in their feed, you're going to take up their whole screen, which is the point, right? You're going to stop the stop the scroll mm-hmm. is, the, is what you want to do to make sure that they, you get more eyes on your content. So when you're repurposing that, making sure to get those moments that are actually very important, right? Um, So you look for those moments that will resonate with your audience. And so if you know for a fact, um, you're answering a question. So this is one thing that we've been kind of working through. But if we're talking to... Uh, I'm trying to think here. If we're talking to an audience, it's like um, basically maybe maybe a, a restaurant, right? And we interview somebody at the restaurant. or You're a, you're a restaurant. You're talking about, hey, what's the quickest way to get in without having to wait you know, 45 minutes? What's the best times of the day to come? So you would say that would be a spot in that episode or in that interview that you would say, hey, um, what's the best times? to, to visit a restaurant and they would say, Oh, it's, you know, one thirty on Tuesdays are typically the best time to get in any restaurant. You would then t- chop that up, take that because a lot of times that's a question that people have, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a, a, you know, a restaurant that's very popular and you just always seem to go at the wrong time, that may be something that people want, uh, that are interested in. I don't know if that's a good example or not. I'm that's- trying to think of like something down <laughs> that path. Right. Um, but something that people are, are having questions about. So Actually, so one of our clients is a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. So, what would be an example of maybe a good question that people are always asking that that might resonate? That could be a snackable or small size micro piece of content. Sure.
1: So, a great example would be, um, possibly, they do a twenty minute presentation on the myths of chiropractic care. Okay, Mm -hmm. and so they're going to be going through maybe. 10 top myths that are going through, and you choose one that's really popular and say, Hey, this is a myth that, you know, if you're pregnant, you can't go to a chiropractor. And they kind of go through what that is. And that would be a great clip to get people to watch through your long form content. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just engaging your audience and kind of knowing what was the one of those top ones that they're really going to be engaged with. And um, we hesitate to always use the word clickbait because we don't want to deceive yeah, your audience, yeah. but um, it's something to. Post something that's engaging and they want to know, anyways.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great. Yeah, and, and you want to obviously, with, and we, we talk about this too, with your captions, you want it to be not clickbaity, right. but definitely something that kind of evokes a little bit of emotion, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so that way it's, it is something that's intriguing to somebody because think about yourself. If somebody basically laid out exactly what the answer was in the caption, there'd be no reason for you to watch the video or tune in, right? And so they're going to get more value out of it by watching the clip or listening to the clip um, rather than just completely reading it. So you want to make sure that it's a little more intriguing, evoke some of that emotion Mm -hmm. um, and make sure to get them on there. So a myth, right? It's like Mm -hmm. a myth that's been talked about for the past 30 years in chiropractic. Sure, right there. Myth busted or something along that line to where you can say like, wow, Like, I want to go watch that now. What is that myth that I want, you know? So it is one of those things that you kind of have to really think through what is going to capture that attention, um, but then also benefit, you know, the person that's viewing it. So.
1: Sure. And I think something, you know, when we talk about repurposing content, you know, you can also it doesn't have to be just a clip out of video, um, especially if you're going the podcast route. um, You can take a clip of audio and create what um, is is popular right now. It may not be for much longer, but an audiogram or take a quote. Um, Mm -hmm. We also recommend to a lot of our clients is to take um, the transcript of that. Um, You can use that and to repurpose it into a blog. Um, Great for SEO purposes for
0: your website. Yeah, absolutely. So even dialing down even more on this, right? So we talk about uh, the distribution now of your content. So we've taken that pillar piece of content. Mm -hmm. We've repurposed it. Now we're going to distribute it. So if you're looking at it specifically, even with audio, Right. Okay. So as a podcast, so setting up your podcast feed, um, an RSS feed or something to hit Spotify, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, uh, TuneIn, Amazon Music, iHeart Radio. I mean, there's they're taking it and distributing it across all of those platforms, making sure that you have everything set up appropriately for Google Podcasts, all of all of the places that anyone would ever download a podcast rather than just iTunes. Cause, or I guess that's Apple, Apple podcast now um, because that's a lot of times what people do is they focus just on Apple podcast and I'll say for the most part, most of our clients usually get about 50% of their downloads from, um, from iTunes, from Apple podcasts. Sure. But I mean, there's a n- whole nother range of people out there that are listening to other applications. Mm-hmm. Myself, I use Stitcher. I'd, right. I hate the Apple podcast player. I use Stitcher only and have for years and years and years. And so it is one of those that making sure that you're there, wherever mm-hmm. your audience, uh, is and can find you. um, but the same goes for video too. Making sure that if you're producing a video, making sure it's it's set up for IGTV, mm-hmm. right? Because I watch a lot of videos on, on IGTV um, compared to even YouTube. I consume content in different ways on those different platforms. So taking that one piece of video and making sure that it fits exactly that platform. So with YouTube, mm-hmm. that's usually longer form content, right. right? But there are also those those times that we want to break that content down into those question and answers. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. breaking those myths. So you can test this stuff out on multiple platforms, actually see what's working. I think that that's one thing that we just don't do well. We just usually set it and forget it and sure. move on. Um, but the big piece is coming back, making sure to listen to your audience, um, before you jump, before you go and create new content.
1: Right, and if you are not doing a possibly an interview style with on your video that's Q&A, you might think, well, I don't have questions. That's totally fine, um, especially if maybe it's an inspirational video or a talk that you're giving or mm-hmm. something like that. You can take a, a good section that might be quote-worthy um, that maybe sums up what you were talking about or who you are um, and use that quote as well, yeah. which I think is great. Um, you can also you have that video clip, but then you can also create another piece of content would be take that same exact quote and put it on a still image of you or whatever you're talking about um, Um, Those are really engaging for a lot of audiences. They a lot of times, especially on a story level, I'm seeing a lot of quotes repurposed that are kind of attractive and people want them on their feed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And even going back to that, we video usually outperforms any kind of still image, but you can use a still image Mm -hmm. with a quote, a photo of you or whatever with a quote or whoever your thought leader is and then put in some music Mm -hmm. on there for about 15, 20, 30 seconds. And that shows up as a video in in their feed. And so a lot of times people will click on that to see what's coming. And so a lot of times just even, oh, reading the quote, having some music in the background, maybe even your, your podcast theme music or whatever, a lot of times that can get even more engagement. And it helps the algorithm because you're posting video, not just still images. So there's, there's all these little tips and tricks that you can do. Um, and I would say even on that part too, we've experimented with caption videos. We've Mm -hmm. experimented with progress bars, experimented with all kinds of different, you know, breaking up, you know, the thirds in the, in the actual feed itself and making sure to actually have some, some good captions along with that. Um, I'm sorry, good headlines along with it as well, so there's so many different things that you mm-hmm. can do, um, but it's all different it's It really is your audience, so not not everything works for for all the audiences. so don't think that just because somebody else is doing this that it's going to work for your people because sometimes uh, you know they might just scroll right past and not even pay attention to sure. it so um, it's definitely important to jump into exactly what is what your audience is engaging with so
1: and I think to test those things out, um, it can be really overwhelming when you think about how many different factors there can be within your content. And so what I suggest with you is, obvi- I mean, obviously get your video clip or whatever mm-hmm. that be, um, and start testing. Maybe you're just going to test headlines for a while and see yeah. what's working and kind of get in a good rhythm and then start adding in. Okay, we're going to start trying to see how our captions do and some different different styles of content that you want to try. Um, that way, if you're trying it all at the same time, um, you're probably going to get really varied results that don't really give you a lot of information back um, as well as it can be really easy for you to burn out real fast oh
0: yeah absolutely and that's what we talk about too there are a lot of tools out there like canva um, that can help you resize um, your stuff as well and they have a lot more video um, applications coming soon but that is definitely one of those that uh, test and try it out and what's nice about even youtube Mm -hmm. is that you can change so you've uploaded that video, you can change the caption, the thumbnail, all of the stuff on the back end, the copy to see if something else works better without actually having to upload a new video and a new video and constantly be changing it. So it may just be one of those things that, Hey, you go a month or so with one caption, one thumbnail, change it up because people are constantly searching and that is just almost evergreen all the time on Mm -hmm. YouTube. So it's good stuff. But I know that we have, man,
1: it's a lot of information.
0: It's a lot. And we know that. And so um really if you have any questions about this, this is what we do. It's what mm-hmm. we love. Um Lane is actually one of our content creators. He does awesome, awesome work. And so um if you'd like to talk with us about that, we'd love Love, love to sit down and have a cup of coffee with you and go over what it looks like specifically for your, your business on how to create multiple pieces of content and really bring value to your audience or even potential customers. So that's one of those things that we we try to focus on lead generation, too. Yeah. And, um, and you'd be surprised at what you can do and get in front of people, make connections with people, provide value um, to even grow your own business. So Absolutely. Man. Just rolling today.
1: Bring in the value.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what we try to do here. So you guys are awesome. We will see you next week. And make sure to go to goroguex.com for all of the show notes and links. We'll have them all there for you. So don't worry about it. But uh, till then, thanks. rapid fire let's go
1: when you were little who was your favorite superhero and why Batman oh you took mine
0: sorry you asked me first
1: okay why though
0: uh, he doesn't have any super hours like he's the average guy that can like he's the detective right yeah oh, he's by far my favorite has always been I, I, I'm going to draw into the dark the darkness a little bit yeah I've, I've seen the Joker really movie Batman. now Ugh. twice Gosh. so good so good
1: <laughs> no desire to see that
0: Looks then sick. you're not a true batman fan. I'm uh, just saying.
1: Is batman in it? I'm not going to. Oh, that. you're not going to spoil that. Okay. That's that's fair. Fair to our <laughs> audience. Okay. All right. Second one. I guess we're big batman batman fans here. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you were an ice cream flavor, which one would you be and why?
0: Oh gosh. I immediately thought of like rainbow sherbet. <laughs> I don't know
1: why. <laughs> that's not ice cream.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm loud and I'm proud. I'm all over the place. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Sorry, that's bad. Anyway, I don't know why, but that's, yeah, that would be mine. It's rapid fire.
1: you just going to go with Rainbow sherbet. I'm going to go with Rainbow sherbet. Even I mean, though it's not ice cream?
0: Oh, yeah, I guess it's not It's <laughs> sherbet. I mean, chocolate chip cookie dough, that's my favorite, but I don't know if that would be me. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I'm kind of chunky with, like, little bits of sweetness. Okay. <laughs> this is wow. awesome. Good questions, Lauren. What about you? What um, ice cream would you be?
1: I don't... It's hard if it was, like, my personality. Um, but I would say either, like, chocolate chip cookie dough or, like, moose You can't moose tracks. mine,
0: too. You heard rainbow
1: sherbert. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I do tracks? like moose tracks. What, it's kind of interesting. Explain real quick. I
1: don't know. I,
0: You're the one who came up with these I, questions. Okay. You, you have to have answers.
1: I don't know. I always liked... It reminds me of my childhood because we had it all the time. So mm-hmm. that makes me think about it. And then... It's like, you know, adventurous, outdoorsy kind of thing, which isn't exactly me, but I do appreciate the outdoors those tracks. Yeah. All right.
0: See that's, you guys. That's my
1: best. Houston, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.